Hello, darling. Welcome to The Art of Being. I'm your host, Slade Powell. We're talking about what it means to be a human being and what we're all really doing here on this big ball of dirt. Let's get the conversation going. Well, welcome to the show, Letitia. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Slade. It's so lovely to have you here. I really am excited for this interview because I really wanted to talk with you about what it means for you being a business owner as like being a human being as being a business owner. So that is something that obviously is near and dear to my heart as well as a business owner and a human. And I know that that is like such the place that you come from in business and have had enormous success in like really cultivating that beingness. So yeah. <laughs> yes, this is so delicious. I'm so excited to talk about this. And yes, that is, I really see at the center of my business is the message of it being about being you. We build businesses so that we can be ourselves. Awesome. And what does that mean to you? Like, what does it mean to you to be you in business? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple of things. The first is it's like existing. <laughs> like how can I simply exist in the world and contribute mm. through simply existing, not through needing to be someone else, not through needing to do whatever I think I should do, but I give value just by existing in the world. So that's the first thing it's like rooted in. And then the second thing is it's about then being yourself in full integrity and honesty. And I think sometimes when we talk about integrity and honesty, it's, it's like, oh, you need to be honest. It's kind of something that you need to be doing. Um, but I'm not talking about it in that way. I'm talking about it in terms of from the inside out is the way that I'm being in my life really in congruence with what feels like me and what doesn't and letting that be your guide. And then the third piece is really about also being in the energy of those states of being. Uh, one of my favorite books is A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And actually I was just rereading a couple of chapters over the weekend and I realized that when he talks about states of being, he talks about love, peace, and joy. And this is every day, morning and evening, as part of my energy opening and alignment practice, I sit in energy of love, peace, and joy. And I didn't even realize that was in the book until this weekend. And I realized I don't know what drew me to having those as the three uh emotions and energy that I wanted to align with, but something did six years ago and I've been doing it ever since. And it's because this is really who we are all are at our core and our essence. We are love. We are that deep joyfulness and we are peace. And so the more that I can be in that energy in my life, the more I'm in that in my business. And then that's what I put out into the world. So that's what I see as being in business and being me. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Uh, 
how did, how long have you been doing that alignment practice for? And like, how has that been enhancing your experience of like what it is to be a business owner? Yeah. So, well, I started in 2015, which is when I really got into personal development and spirituality and started learning about consciousness and dove into Jess Lively's world. That's when I was introduced to her. And I, so I started aligning my energy with love, joy, and peace as my, as part of my daily meditation every morning. And I just sit for 30 seconds to a minute in each of those states where I, I realize that I can generate love. I can generate peace. I can generate joy. And it's not about me waiting for my circumstances to bring that to me. It's about me literally cultivating it and being in that energy of it. And then therefore attracting more of that. So I started it back then as I was uh, learning more about how my mind works, how manifestation works. And it made me feel so good, like so good. I wanted to keep feeling more of that. So every day I'd sit in that and it's something I've done ever since. It's, it's always been a part of my meditation practice. And over time, my energy alignment and opening practice became something that I build, I built on as I learned more about energy and it's the primary work that I do every day in my business. That's amazing. I love that. Um, I also feel like we talk a lot about flow in business and flow in, excuse me, in alignment and in our, you know, spiritual work. Um, Mm. And this sounds like it is like building you some flow. Has that been your experience? Yes, it definitely does build me some flow for sure, because that attracts more experiences into my day that are a match with that love, joy, and peace. And I feel that being in business is also about letting that flow of your life direct you. So um, for those of you who don't um, understand or yet know about human design. I'm also a human design reader and what, and I am a manifesting generator, which is one of the energy types. Uh, if you're a generator, you have, have this, have a, the same strategy as the manifesting generator, which is to respond. And what I love is that I've learned that in order for me to energetically thrive and create the things I want in my life, it's about me actually letting go and letting my desires from my body lead me to where I go next and letting the flow of life, i.e. opportunities showing up to support me in doing the things I want, showing up that tell me this is right to move forward on this thing right now. And so I've, I shifted to trying to make things happen to really allowing the flow of life to lead me. And so I feel like that's actually how we're all living in some way, even if Mm -hmm. that's not your energy type. Uh, There are five energy types in total in human design. Uh, But I feel like that is what's happening for all of us on some level. It's moving away less from I'm pushing and making things happen to I'm really responding to what my my whole being is telling me, which is my body, my mind, and my soul, and living in a level of unity with all of these things and recognizing that we're not disconnected from each other and from the universe. We're all actually connected. And so I can look to someone else to see myself more clearly. I can look to uh, my environment to respond to it, to give me inspiration, to see the beauty 
and to recognize that beauty that I see in my environment, in myself too. So mm. I also feel that that beingness is really that and flow is all about connection. Mm. Yes, it absolutely mm. is. It's like we're all being together. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> yes. And the more we each be ourselves, the more we allow each other to be ourselves too, because that's what, that's what we all want. We want the freedom to, we want to feel accepted by Mm. each other. We think it's by each other, but it's really by ourselves. And so the more we embody that being ourselves and allowing ourselves to be, to exist and not need to be something and shape shift and be someone or something else, the more everybody else wants that. And so they want you because what they want is themselves. And it's this beautiful connection that's created. Totally. And I feel like a lot of times we get to see like that, that more of ourselves in other people too, because you get to see like how they're doing things that you're like, Oh my God, I never realized like that vibrates in my body so strongly like when mm-hmm. I see you say that or do that or live this way or be this way, that's, it's like that aspirational aspect of like, oh, and there, and if you can do it, I can do it. Like, even if we're not saying it on those, in those words, like there's that knowledge that like, like, that's what I want to be going for. Like, I, mm-hmm. I finally understand. Yes. And because what you see in someone else is really just your projection of yourself. So mm-hmm. it's never really about the other person anyway. I I've, I always look at other people and I look at what's possible. I never look at other people to show me what's not possible. I always see inspiration. And that's like my biggest recommendation to people is really look at like those people that if you do feel any sense of jealousy or envy of someone to really shift that into inspiration because there's, what you're seeing is something probably an unexpressed desire within yourself. And that person's just there to show you, Hey, this is something that you want and you can have it. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God. What a better way and a great way to like, look at Instagram and social media in general of like, like it's, that can be an envy hole or Mm -hmm. it could be a like very cool, like, Oh my God, people are doing such cool things. totally and that's exactly and that's why your energy is so important because you can either go into those platforms in an energy of love which is abundance or you can go in through an energy of fear which is scarcity so if I'm aligning my energy every day to love joy and peace guess what I'm going to see when I go into Instagram I'm going to see a really amazing inspiring universe that did inspire me to get to where I am right now And um, that's a very different reality to the person who's going in through that place of fear. And I'm not saying that I never go in and I'm not triggered or compare or go in through that fear space. We all have a mind. And so uh, fear is very present too. But if you choose to come back to what your true essence is every day and you sit in that and you make sure you're in that energy before going into those spaces, that's what is going to be reflected to you. Mm. I love that. I'm really curious. What's your favorite part of who you get to be in business? 
myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best answer. I love that answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, like for those who don't know me, my story was before being in business, I was a lawyer. And when I made the decision to go into law after school, I really wanted to be something and someone. And so I went along the path that was suggested to me that would be a good path to really be someone and help people and whatever in the world. And only to realize this really doesn't feel like me at all. In fact, it feels so not me. And I don't think that this is something I can stay with forever, but I, I didn't know what me was because the path to finding out who we are is tuning within turning within asking ourselves questions great questions about like what are we like what are we not like today Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to have time and space to let those evolve constantly checking in um, pointing any question that you would point to someone else and pointing it at yourself and asking and and without judgment letting yourself answer So for me, I intentionally went into the vehicle of business so that I could be myself because in my career of law, I was wearing a literal uniform of a suit every day. I was not wearing, like I love to wear pinks and purples and colors and I was not wearing those colors. I was uh, not comfortable even just think about high heels. Like I very rarely, I haven't worn high heels since before I, like since before July. So it's been five months at least. And <laughs> Any regrets? <laughs> no regrets. My feet really thank me for it. And um, so going into business was an opportunity for me to actually be myself and uh really importantly to give my body the chance of thriving too because the environment that a lot of us are living in has not been built for any of our bodies to thrive and especially it hasn't been built for the female body to thrive so there was no space for me to want to work from home when I have my period or I don't have a lot of energy, like that just wasn't even an option. And I, as I began to learn more about myself, which included my body, I realized, oh, actually I'm not meant to operate the same way every single day. And some days I'm going to have, I'm going to feel more creative and other days I won't. Some days I'm going to want to rest more. Some days I want to take more action. And if I could actually design my work schedule to be able to mirror where I am in this moment, then I would actually be able to be more productive. And I would, I would, I would feel like I'm thriving and I would create something that's truly sustainable. So yes, going into business was all about being myself in all senses of the word. Yes. I love that. And now I happen to know that you really do build your entire work life around your energy, around making sure that your energy really is like thriving and fulfilled. And that includes your cycle. And that also includes like, like you work three days a week and Mm -hmm. make sure that you have plenty of time off for vacation, which is Mm -hmm. such, I think the ideal for many people that they find like the mind is like, Oh no, how could you like do that? How does that even work? I would love to touch on like, how do you manage to like interact with the outside world when you are living in this beautiful, magical space? Yes. Well, okay. So it's really important to have boundaries and structures to give you the freedom and flow that you want in your life. 
And I think that's the piece that can be missing when we're in, when we just are in flow, like we don't realize that the structures give us the freedom and the flow. Like they go together. It's that yin and yang, masculine, feminine energy. It's the action and the being. We need both of these things for anything, for anything that we're creating. And it's the same when it comes to creating real flow. So for me, it was about, implementing first of all actually going one step back knowing what I needed Mm. is the first step and that is something that you'll only get the answer to if you ask yourself the questions about what you need if you notice like also how am I um showing up in certain scenarios and when does my energy start to deplete? When is it uh, rejuvenated? Like what are my needs? And you really get to know yourself. And I think it's really important for people to realize that those needs do change. So sometimes I really love working in the mornings. Sometimes I really love working in the evening. Sometimes I like working in the afternoons and I tend to go through different seasons and I'm able to tune in and notice when I'm starting to feel frustrated because I don't feel like I'm getting the freedom that I want. And so then I'll rejig things so that I can actually meet myself where I'm at now. And so that's that first point is having like the self-awareness. And then the second point is then uh, creating the boundaries and the structures to support that. So you have to be willing to ask for what you want. And I realized that the only person who would give me what, what I wanted was myself. So I started off with testing it. What happens if I only work three days a week? What happens if I take off three months a year? Like, does everything fall apart? How could I design my business and my programs to allow for that? And because I asked myself the right questions that would give me what I want, I found solutions. But a lot of us aren't asking those questions because we're just implying that in order to have a business, that means that I have to work five days a week. I have to work like 48 weeks a year or whatever it is. And so asking those questions then allowed me to implement boundaries. And then I had to simply communicate them. And because Luckily, the people that I work with are um, very conscious humans who really understand flow and energy or at least want to because they've usually had the experience of living in a world where that wasn't honoured. They understand that what I need to thrive actually is of advantage to them with me as their supporter and coach. And so that allows them to also implement their own boundaries that they need within their own businesses, but also within our relationship. So the, like giving yourself freedom gives other people freedom too. So yeah, I just simply um, decided that three days, three days a week for working was what I wanted to do. The other two days that I have off during the week, usually I'm spending that like just being out in the world, enjoying it, having time to myself, maybe catching up with people, um, Maybe I'm working on another creative project that's got nothing to do with my business. And the weekends tend to be like time for spending time with my partner or again, spending time with other people or going on a day trip or traveling somewhere. So this, these pieces bring energy to the rest, to my business too, and the rest of my life. And then um, the last piece is like really honoring your boundaries because that's that's really where the work is. You will feel like I should do more, um, especially if you've got the work hard programming that a lot of us do. And I definitely have that. And so um, being able to sit in the uncomfortable edge of, oh, there's more things on my to-do list 
and I'm still finished for the day mm-hmm. is the work, the practice. How do you do that work? Like how, what works <laughs> for you to be able to like shut down your computer at the end of the day, even knowing that there's other things that you could be doing right now? The, well, the practice is actually shutting down the computer and sitting in the uncomfortableness of that. Mm. So actually one of, uh, I probably for at least six months, I actively, my work was to sit in the edge of resting, like going further than I thought I could or should. And all of that could and should is all stories, right? It's not actually Mm -hmm. real. It's just an illusion. Um, It's delusion that you're playing in. And so I would sit in the uncomfortableness that that illusion created for myself and feel it, just simply feel it, but still sit there and then realize each time building more evidence that everything still worked out. I still got everything I needed to get done. Things that didn't need to get done fell away everybody was okay. And even if somebody wasn't okay, if I had have had someone say, Hey, like you, you didn't send me something, you know, I could be prepared for that situation and sit in the uncomfortableness of letting maybe someone down and that being okay. What's hilarious though, is that like almost never happens. So those worst case scenarios, it's good to think about what is that worst case scenario? Are you afraid, you know, someone will say you shouldn't do that. Are you afraid that you're letting your own expectations down. And if that were to happen, like, okay, so what? So what happens? Maybe you feel disappointed. Maybe someone else does and you, that's okay. You can, you can feel disappointed. That's and amazing. that's it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a lot really of time avoiding disappointment. Exa- I know. Don't we all? So it's really like, taking responsibility for yourself as a human. Mm -hmm. And when people see that, they respond to that confidence and responsibility that you're taking with yourself by taking responsibility for their, for their self too. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that on a lot of levels. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can also like, it's also interesting because I can say from the other side as, um, someone who's been in your mistress mind, who has been a client of Mm -hmm. yours that's, um, and I feel like I'm just constantly like that, that experience is like, had such a ripple effect in my life and my business that I feel like I'm just constantly like in this state of like being a client of yours, whether like I'm currently in a container or not, because it is so powerful, like the things that you create, but Mm -hmm. being on the other side of that, like, I love knowing that you're only going to answer when it matters to you like the it makes me uncomfortable when I get an email from somebody at like you know nine o'clock at night or two in the morning or something unless I know they're in a different time zone yeah I'm like oh are you okay friend like (laughs) you know you don't need to get me that at two in the morning (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean it's not that important please go to bed (laughs) exactly and that's the thing we Like nothing is as important as we think it is Mm -hmm. nothing. And especially with our businesses, like I used to support people who are going through really traumatic experiences with their family. Like I I worked in family law and so people would be going through divorces. Sometimes there would be um, uh, like traumatic events that would happen that you'd have to respond to and, you know, get police involved and be on call. Right. And so that's 
kind of great because when I think about my business and, and coaching people on their businesses and, you know, just the amount of joy and abundance and freedom that we have, putting it into perspective, it's like nothing here is life or death ever. So let's not treat it like that, okay? And that's actually one of the boundaries that I've created for myself with my clients is I'm not on call all the time. I'm just not. And I'm very clear with boundaries because I see my value as the, the primary value is when I'm on a call with, with you. That's, that's when I'm giving my presence, my attention, my time. And so in between those calls, like, yes, we'll have some communication methods, but this isn't something for you to rely on because you can rely on yourself. <laughs> and I think that that like we, when we, when we don't give our clients the opportunity to rely on themselves, we then enable behavior that means that they don't check in with themselves or they treat everything as super urgent. And that's not the experience we want to create for our clients. We want them to know you've got this, like you do actually have this. And if it needs to wait a couple of days, or if you need to take a couple of days to get back to a client or to um, work something out or to take a bit of extra time, like it's okay. Time is an illusion anyway. It doesn't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Um, uh, that's <clears throat> how did you create this unshakable faith that you have? Cause I feel like that comes through with like everything that you've been saying here and everything that you say in life is the absolute rock solid faith that you have in yourself, in your people, in your team, in the universe, in your business, in like all of this, like, how did that come to be where you come from? I just saw so many examples of where people were not living in this way. And I just knew it was not right. Like when I worked at the law firm, so many people were so unhappy in their careers, so unhappy in their life, um, so judgmental of each other. And I just knew life's not meant to be, yes, it can be challenging, but we're not here to suffer. Like that's not the purpose of life. We're here to enjoy life, to create something really beautiful. And that's like my motto, create a life that is beautiful. I do believe we're here to love, to be, to enjoy, to be inspired. I don't think that there is ever a time where we should be being horrible to each other. I think that we're, there's a place for every single person in the world. Um, I think that we can have uncomfortable conversations with different points of opinion without uh, making someone wrong or without uh, making that be connected to someone's worthiness. Um, I really, I just really believe that we're meant to create something beautiful. And that's always been such a deep belief of mine. So when I saw that, that this was the world I'm living in, I knew it wasn't right. And eventually I started to see um, evidence of that and support of that. And just over time, I've just focused my attention more on the reality that I want to live in and create. And I see that as the best way I can contribute to the world is by creating that version of reality that I want to live in, which is one that's a lot better for all of us, I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> like I think people are like no I'll come to you um maybe it's maybe it seems delusional but is it or is it the fear that's the real 
delusion? Ooh, that's a deep question. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how we could ever know which way is actually delusional and which way is actually life. Mm. Well, do we need to? I think you're right. I don't know that we do need to. You choose the life that you're going to live and then you just get to live it. Yeah. Well, I think that the biggest thing that we're working on as humans is trust. Mm. And that's trusting the universe, trusting ourselves, trusting each other. The more we realize that we're all the same, we're all one, we all come from the same part, no matter whether we're a human or an animal or a leaf or a flower, like whatever, we're all the same. And so when we recognize that we're all the same, we can then respect each other and treat each other in a kinder way because we realize then that we have nothing to fear because we're all connected and not separated. Um, so I feel that trust is really the thing to work on. And that anchors you back in with what is really the truth, which is that we're all existing for a bit <laughs> in this body. And, um, and ultimately there's nothing to fear, even death. Mm-hmm. Because that's really, we exist beyond death is what I believe. So, yeah, I just really, my, I mean, my mother is spiritual and I've always loved the, like the things that you can't see. Mm. I love that. I also really hear like, like feeding back that, that the faith comes from the trust. Like you have to build the trust, obviously, because it's like the same thing. Faith is just trust in something you don't see. And Mm -hmm. um, how remarkable it is to be able to, for us to have this opportunity to live in this universe that is just unshakably here unshakable Mm -hmm. trust just here to be experienced and for us to Mm -hmm. experience it and how amazing that truly is and like living in that space and coming from the place where we're just here to like have a human experience like you can't fuck that up how can you fuck that up so like what is there to fear in the first place Mm. yes I love that and you know, the more we realize that we can't mess things up, the more we're able to like really sink into being ourselves to come back to where we started. You know, if we're not trying to perfect something, if we're not mm-hmm. trying to like fit some measure, some standard, then the more we can actually sink into what's right in front of us, like what our five senses which is really like why we're in these bodies, in this personality, in this life. Mm -hmm. It's like to have the experience of that. And then when that time is up, then I don't know what happens, but I assume we just go into another life and enjoy that one too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So many theories. Um, I, you know, what's funny is, um, 
first off, I read a book called uh, Journey of Souls many, like a couple of years ago. Um, And that guy is a hypnotherapist who has like regressed people between lives. And that really worked, did a lot for me in seeing the possibility of like what's what's maybe available out there, what maybe even Mm -hmm. is available out there. And, um, and then also like one place that I've always come from with death is that I don't really need to speculate because I'm going to find out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like we all do actually get to answer that question. Mm. We just don't necessarily have a reliable way to tell anybody else about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We definitely do not. Yeah, it's so true. But it's it's so beautiful when you can let that go and not have it as a because at the end of the day, like a lot of things that we are trying to avoid is pain and that the possibility of death. And it doesn't mean we don't have this like physical response to protect and preserve our bodies mm-hmm. because we do. Um, but yeah, ultimately we're all gonna cross that path at some point. And every other human has done it who's ever walked before us. And so, yeah, we can do it too. And also, like, when we think about presence, you know, we're here in the now. You're alive. You're existing. You're in this body. You've got your five senses. Why do we need to worry about, like, death and what's happening next? Uh, just like the next step, the future, you know, any, any next step, like why, why worry or even think about those things right now when you're right here in this moment, experiencing it. So I think like presence also requires deep trust because you always know there's going to be another moment. There's going to be things to do in that next moment, but can you trust yourself that you're fully equipped and prepared for that next moment always, and then be ready in that moment to face it? I don't know. That feels pretty freeing as I say, say that out loud as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I feel like, especially in business because there is yes. so, because business has so much trust and you just have to continue learning deeper and deeper trust as you go along. Like yeah. you didn't know you were signing up for a personal development course called life <laughs> in business, but you were. <laughs> totally. And like, that's the only reason I do business coaching is because for me, it's really just supercharged personal development coaching. So if you're not here for personal development, like don't work with me because I'm the wrong person. It's <laughs> going to be all about personal development. And I just love it so much. Uh, if we think about our business, just like life as a journey and not something we need to like know all the answers to right away, you give yourself the time and space to be on that journey, to figure mm-hmm it out as you as you go along the journey and you're not going to know how it's all done until you do have that hindsight because you're not you don't need to know in order to walk the path you just need to walk it and yeah that does require a deep level of trust but the alternative not trusting like how like is that really like how's that working out for you (laughs) is it really giving you like the experience you really want to have or is it not in most cases what we're avoiding is the exact thing that we're experiencing by not trusting you know we're avoiding pain by not trusting where we're being called to but then we're in pain because we're not allowing ourselves to move forward yes absolutely absolutely (laughs) 
Um, how, I'm very curious to hear your answer to this. How yep. do you find that the, like being in this space and being in like tending to your energy and being present in the moment and really trusting like the universe is bringing it to me. Like, I know that you magnetize people to you. How do you find that Mm -hmm. that happens and how do you know when they're the right person? And like, let's talk about that process. Mm. So I really feel that magnetism is in, uh, well, there's two things. There is being in integrity. So the more that you're living a life that is really you following what feels like a yes to you rather than what feels like a no and letting your um, alignment and body lead that. I just feel like you light up the world and people are attracted to that. And, but then there's also in terms of business magnetism, I have, from what I've observed and experienced is through focus. And actually this is something that's really important to when we speak about uh, before, when we're talking about boundaries and that structure, like what allows you to flow as well is focus. And so what that what what I had to learn along business and life is I don't need to do everything all at once. I have a whole life and a whole business to create all of the ideas and things that I have. So if I focus my energy on whatever that project is or that experience is that I'm in right now, which is really a way to have folk, uh, to have presence, then um, I get to be in that, really sink my teeth in that experience, work it in uh, through the four phases of the creative process, which is like receiving an idea, putting it into the physical form, sharing about it, communicating it, refining and completing it. If I focus on going through that process again and again and again with each thing or experience that I'm living or creating, um, then that is what magnetizes people to you because they have something um, that focused energy allows the amplification of that energy. It allows you to be in it, which attracts people to it because you're in the full experience of it. And I think that we're really scared to do that in life and in business because we have that scarcity conditioning. So we think, no, let me just like focus on a million things at once or try to do everything at once to get it all done at once. And what that does is split our focus, which splits our energy and leaves this like sort of scattered energy impact. So I would say magnetism is about presence, which is created through focus and we only allow ourselves to focus when we trust that there will be, you know, time for another project, another experience. Um, yeah. As we, as we move forward. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like there was something else I wanted to say, but I've lost it. <laughs> if it's important, it'll come back. <laughs> exactly. I've lost the thread. Something else about magnetism, but yeah, that, that focus allows the magnetism. That makes total sense. Even if you think about magnets, like they don't magnetize everything around them. Like they're directional. It's like this end of this magnet will only attract the other end of, of another magnet. Yeah. It's not going to, you know, attract like, you know, roses with magnets. I love that. That is so true. And oh, and actually you asked about, 
like who you're attracting to you, like trusting who you've attracted. Mm -hmm. So I, my philosophy is that everyone who shows up in front of me to who wants to work with me is someone that I'm here to support in some way. And I just, I just choose to trust that. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, obviously if I couldn't support them and they were telling me like what they need support with. And I was like, yeah, that, that's not something I can actually support you with. I would tell them that, but because in business, if you are talking about the problem that you're helping to solve, then the people that are showing up and asking you to help them are usually asking you to help them with that problem. So I've never found that that's a problem. Um, but sometimes you might have people show up in your life who are attracted to you for another reason that is not what you anticipated was the reason. Mm. And that's either there for you to learn a lesson, for the other person to learn a lesson, probably both of you um, there, or there's that's going to lead you to some other opportunity or like there's, we, we don't know, but there are so many possibilities and, and reasons. So I just allow myself to be really open and to find out in hindsight like why that person was attracted to me and what attracted me to them. But I will say that I tend to attract people who are also on that same energetic, um, in that same energetic state of being as I am. So I get people who love a lot of freedom, who take responsibility, who are kind and loving, um, who are respectful of themselves and each other. And I think that's because that's what I embody. But sometimes you'll also get people who want the thing that you're embodying and maybe aren't embodying that yet, but it's something they desire. Mm. And that's cool. But for you as like a coach or a business owner or a leader of some sort or in some sort of position of potential power, I think it's really important for you to, because our conditioning is to people, please. And um, Mm. I had this experience recently where I realized my mind really wanted me to um, not shine so brightly. It was like, no, dim down, like how great life is, dim down your happiness, your joy, um, your being too much, all of these things. And, but instead I had to learn the lesson that no, no, I am here to be in that light, to shine brightly and to not dim my light down uh, because that's what, that's what the people that I'm speaking to desire in themselves. And I'm just saying, Hey, come with me, let's do it together. Let's shine together. But you like dim that light or you feel like the people around you aren't really embodying the thing that you're embodying right now, that's not doing anyone any favors. That's just like kind of inadvertently telling people you can't have that Uh, or because your experience is this right now, you can't have that in the future. And that's not true at all. So, yeah, I think that we are getting people who are that energetic match or who definitely desire something that we're embodying. Mm. I love that. And that makes complete sense because of course we're all like, like anyone, someone could work with any coach, like for whatever it is that they're dealing with. And they're of course going to come to the person who is the other end of that magnet for them. Yes, totally. And equally when I'm attracted to working with people, I always um, trust who shows up on my path. I'll say like, I need this. And then the universe will send me someone and I trust who shows up and I don't ever like put all of this pressure on the person that I'm working with to like change my life for me. I'm always Mm. responsible. I will always have the best experience with every, any person that I work with because 
I'm responsible for my experience. So I always get what I want from, even if it's not what I thought that I wanted, I always get the value that I really wanted and needed because Mm -hmm. I know that that responsibility is on myself. And so I look for that in any container that I'm in. I'm always looking for why am I here? What am I learning? I realized uh, just the other day that because I was thinking about how has that been my experience because a lot um, that's not the experience for everyone. And I realized like whatever, uh, say someone's delivering a training, I'm always looking to that training with, okay, like what questions can I take away from this training to ask myself? So I'm always looking for journal prompts really mm-hmm. in everything, whether it's a coaching session with a coach, a training that I'm listening to, like um, a story that I'm listening to. I'm always looking for what am I learning from this and how can I use that to ask myself questions that will reveal answers to me? Mm. I love and that. I think, just, oh, yeah. go ahead. No, actually, I finished that thought. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I, hear, uh, I hear instead of looking to the outside to bring you what you need, you're looking from inside, like, oh, I know the answers are inside. Like, how can the outside show me the path to the answers that are inside? Exactly, exactly. And so like even with uh, in a coaching relationship or a healer or any kind of space holder, that person is really just giving me material to respond to in some way or to see myself more clearer. And I know that, but but I'm the one seeing that, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not leaving that to my coach or my space holder. I'm, I'm, it, I'm seeing that I'm, I know that it all comes through me. You know, the words that someone says, the meaning that I attribute to them, that's me. That's, that's my uh, projection of whatever I'm receiving, which is just telling me more about myself. So I think it's very liberating when we can look at the, the world like that because no one can take advantage of you then. You're really in, in uh, that ownership and power and responsibility in all ways that you relate with the world and with other people. And that's, that's freedom mm. for sure. I love that. That's so amazing. Um, I also think that's so perfect because you because you're describing how you respond as a manifesting mm-hmm. generator, yeah. like what that really feels like, which I think can be uh, for those of you in the audience who do follow a human design, like it can be so confusing to figure out what that feels like, like of all the sensations that I am having in my life, <laughs> which mm-hmm. ones are these, which ones are like the responding for a manifesting generator or, you know, I'm a projector. So our, um, our way is to wait for the invitation, which confuses a lot of people. Certainly it's confused me in the past. Mm-hmm. And like, how do you know when it's an invitation? All of these things, like any way that we learn to structure the way that we look at ourselves. Um, like, I think you could use it like Hogwarts houses I use as well. Mm-hmm. Like whatever that way is that you use to have a lens to look at yourself with, like being able to see that in action is so cool and to be able to recognize it and see it in other people is so cool because it gives us that that same thing that view of looking at the outside to be able to see the inside more clearly 
Totally. And I love this idea of the lens. And we can even use that same idea if we think about looking at the world through the lens of trust. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, so I might be looking at a situation and be really triggered. But then if I say, okay, if I were to look at this same situation, but put on the lens of trust, what changes about it? Or love or abundance or whatever it is. And everything's so different. Um, And the other piece that I just wanted to mention about the human design piece. So uh, what's so fascinating is for each energy type, our strategy which is from MGs, manifesting generators and generators, is to respond for projectors to wait for the invitation, uh, for manifestors to inform. It is, and then there's also reflectors. It's, but these these different strategies, right? They so they so they're all different, but usually they're the thing that is hard for us to do. And I th- <laughs> I think that this is beautiful because. Whatever we're here to learn in life, we get really good at learning how to do that thing. Like whatever we find challenging and it's like kind of going against our conditioning or just doesn't feel natural, we're going to get really good at doing that and then we can teach people about that. So for, um, for me as an MG, responding was not, I wanted to make things happen. I've got all this energy. I want to like push everything forward you know, and I had to learn to slow down and to let life deliver me the options and the timing. And that I now can teach people more about what it means to respond, which we can all take a piece. Um, We can all learn something from that, even if we're not an MG or a generator. And um, so I think like we can then look at in the same way at the rest of our life and look at the challenges we have and the resistance and the struggles we have and see that as in some way helping us to learn uh, or to be able to teach something in a deeper way. So like just looking at those things that feel hard as an invitation to lean in because it's trying to tell you something. And that's the, the irony of life. <laughs> deeply ironic and yeah I feel that as well like as a projector the my like internal desire is to projectors the glory of projectors is that like we see things other people don't and uh so my mind wants to just tell everybody their business all the time (laughs) (laughs) which does not go well yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that is an ongoing thing for me unlearning that and learning to wait for the invitation. And what does an invitation look like and learning what invitations look like, which can be many things, including people literally going, hey, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Which is the clearest invitation. Um, I love that. And also though, an invitation for a projector can also be you seeing an opportunity to lead where mm-hmm. leadership is needed. And that can be like the situation can invite you itself. But what people get tripped up on who are projectors is feeling like they always have to have it expressly, you know, delivered on a contract or a piece of paper. Here is your permission slip. You are now officially invited (laughs) to tell me. And yeah, so it's like that balance because 
as you said, sometimes when you're trying to give someone advice that they're not asking for, that's different. But if someone's on your social media are following you um, and you're a coach or a healer or providing some sort of product or service, they want to hear from you on that. That's why they're following you. So you're invited there in that situation. Mm, I love that. I love the creating the platform where you can receive the response that you like that calls you in and also um I I love the like having which and I think that applies to many of the energy types not just projectors like if you're looking for what there is to respond to for instance like there you're gonna or like what's vibing with people that you're informing them about like just having like creating your own platform and then seeing how people respond to that is huge and then um I think the other thing is I, I personally have gotten a lot of traction out of checking in with people before mm-hmm. giving them my, my thoughts and opinions about things. I love <laughs> as a, like, that. Yeah. As an intermediate, like when you're learning to manage your projectorness, like I found that to be very helpful, but um, yeah, it's like, we're all different and we all have all of these like energy all this energy in us that manifests in the ways that it does. And it's so amazing. We're all different. Who knew? Who knew? And like, what's beautiful about human design is that each of the energy types show you what like a team is to like, to support a creation, a project, like whatever it is, like we need each other. And that's like, I think that's the beautiful thing that's what life teaches us is that we can't do it all alone. We do need each other and we're all connected anyway. And so it's like just really encouraging more of that, like diversity, really honoring your differences and honoring like your strengths and your weaknesses and not making that something right or wrong. It's just like, that is just what you have to offer and to give to the situation. And then those, like the weaknesses become your strengths because they become the things that you need to learn And then through that process of learning, like someone who is naturally gifted at something is not going to be very good at explaining why, like how they're good at that thing. Someone who's had to really work on that thing is going to be able to, hey, here's all the things I I tried, like that really got me here. So Mm -hmm. we're all like the strengths and the weaknesses, like both become the strengths and the weaknesses. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, I want to talk about this with you all day, but <laughs> I, know, I know me too. <laughs> um, as a last question, um, what, what does the art of being mean to you? The art of being means permission to be yourself and permission is comes in many different shapes and sizes it's like the day-to-day honoring like what am I really where am I really being led what really lights me up um allowing yourself to live in that way communicating it to other people like all the different ways we give ourselves permission to be ourselves that's what the art of being means to me Mm. thank you 
<laughs> thank you. This has been so beautiful to have this conversation. Oh, thank you. It's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I knew this is going to be amazing. And I am just so, so, so happy to be able to chat about this with you. Um, where can people find you? You can find me at LetitiaRinge.com. That's my website. If anybody wants anything to do with personal development or business, you can find lots of different resources there. You can also follow me on Instagram at LetitiaRinge. And if you want to send me a message and let me know that you listened to this conversation, I'd love to keep the conversation going there. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Letitia. It's been a joy having you. My absolute pleasure. I've loved this conversation. Thank you so much, Slade. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Today's episode includes an invitation to enter the Art of Being giveaway. Celebrating the launch of the podcast with free stuff. The prizes are all cool metaphysical tools that will help you launch yourself further into co-creation with the universe, including a free one-on-one session with me, Slade, a full set of chakra-aligned crystals powered up with Reiki universal healing energy, and a gorgeous astrological 2022 planner from the extremely aligned folks over at Magic of Eye. To enter, click the subscribe button, rate and review, share about the podcast on Instagram, and tag at slade.powell. And most importantly, go to sladepowell.com and join the mailing list. You'll get up-to-date details on the podcast and everything else that I do. There is no limit to the number of entries you can put in. Each action is one entry into the giveaway. Subscribe, rate and review, share on Instagram, join the mailing list. The three winners will be chosen at random on 2-22-22. May the odds be ever in your favor. See you next week, darlings.